you know how hard that is to tell somebody you're too old to insert thing here? Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed. It uh, looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is super hyper local Sunday. All kinds of stuff happened. We're not even uh, we're uh, we're not even out of the weekend. There's there's loads of more weekend to go. There's uh, there's almost 36 hours. Well, it's whatever. There's like 30 hours a weekend to go. Um, I'll be filling in for John and Ken tomorrow, uh, two to six. So uh, we'll just recycle all this. I think is what we'll do. So. Joey Murata will be producing the John and Ken show tomorrow as well. So we'll just recycle this. Um, well, think of it as you're already up on everything. But here's and here's the thing. There's there's a load. Of, we've had a hell of a weekend already, and there's one more day to go. Um, and so again, uh, CHP is reminding all of you this is this is a, a, a way bigger road weekend than last year. So be safe on the roads. We've had some stupid hit and runs. Uh, some deaths, road racing. Uh, that that mayor down there in Riverside, I'm telling you, that Rusty Bailey, that guy has a future because no one likes road racing dirtbags, and uh, he he doesn't like it in his town. He responds, and they come down on those guys hard. And if you're in a adjacent community and you're saying, well, they're just pushing it to our community, you know what? Tough ass. It's out of rare. He's the mayor of Riverside. He's not the mayor of your place town he's uh so anyway we'll, we'll get to that um and uh, and the chp is telling you all buckle the heck up <clears throat> and let me just add my own little aside as you're all driving around the southland here for memorial day unsafe acts make accidents facts how about that <laughs> how about that huh um and uh, you know what i should probably say uh i think is unsafe acts Make accidents facts. Yeah! There you go. There you go. So there you go. That, uh, that's because it's all about the kids. That's uh, the entire point there. So uh, CHP is not only doing DUI enforcement, but they're also doing uh, seat belts. And then I saw, you know what? I, I saw a, 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 you know, a traffic billboard, a new one, meds. It said meds. Yeah, I saw that one. I've seen that one too. It's like, whatever. I might have a cough. I'm on Benadryl. What the hell? You know what? What okay? What doesn't? And I guess the next one is drowsiness equals DUI, you know, or, or something. But uh, so anyway, yeah. So they went from from buzz driving is drunk driving to uh, high driving high is DUI. Now it's meds. You're driving around in your meds. That's DUI as well. So uh, there you go. If you're distracted by a kitten in the passenger seat, that's you're driving under the influence of a adopted kitten or something. I I don't know. Uh, well, speaking of driving, I don't know how many people saw this story, but this should blow you away. Uh, <clears throat> the fact that a guy was trying to blow away a robber. Uh, did did you hear about this, Michael? Chabay? Yeah, yeah, the one Down uh, in Santa Ana, right through the uh, drive-through window. So apparently. we have a uh, uh, NBC Four report on this. There's Crazy. a drive. There's a restaurant in Santa Ana with a drive-through. It's late, I guess, Saturday night. The guy at the drive-thru has ordered, he's there at the window, and there's a man in a gigantic, puffy, you know, down jacket. He has no business, uh, you know, dressed up in that. He has a he has a full-face ski mask on, a down jacket. He's brandishing a firearm at the cashier. He can see it from his driver's seat. He pulls out a weapon and fires three rounds. Bang, bang, bang. He hits the guy. Guy goes outside wounded. Police come, take him to the, uh, put him in the uh, the ambulance and take him to the uh, the hospital. Book him after he gets out. He was booked earlier uh, today. Guy robbed the place. The employees are like, "Thank you, thank you, mystery man, thank you, El Cabong." <laughs> wasn't didn't Quickstraw McGraw? Yeah, Quickstraw McGraw was El Cabong. I believe so. Thank you, El Cabong, for breaking up the robbery. But. The guy, you know what's going to happen. It's Orange County. Um, the guy, this is California. This isn't Texas. You you can't, this is not Oklahoma City. 
Like Oklahoma City on Wednesday, guy walks into a restaurant, Louie's, at the south end of uh, Oklahoma City, with a gun, starts shooting, wounding people. Two dudes, two separate guys leave the restaurant, go to their cars, bring their handguns back, and they waste the guy. They wipe him out. They kill this guy, right? They prevent a slaughter. That's Oklahoma. I haven't heard of that one. No, it happened when on did that Wednesday. happen? Really? I know. Isn't that funny? It was it was on ABC hmm. David Muir on Thursday. I was really blown away that they even covered it. Right. Because guns never solved anything. Violence never solved anything. And they weren't even carrying Except them. for all the crap it solved. They had to go to their car <clears throat> to get them. Yeah. Imagine how quickly uh, they And I know from being an really. Oklahoma resident, it's an open carry state, and I had concealed carry, and I was a non-resident. Concealed carry, even. Yeah. And uh, and so, anyway, these guys went out to their cars, got their handguns, come back. They killed the guy who was bent on killing everybody in the restaurant. So they prevented the massacre, like that teacher, uh, who the, the, the guy on Thursday, who distracted the gunman, tackled him, was hit three times, prevented the school massacre. So, so he used a basketball. You know, and there's no concealed basketball law or whatever. But so, so anyway, now he here, his body too. Yeah, he shot three times. Yeah, he was goalie for the bullet team there. Three, three rounds. He's <laughs> out of the hospital as of today. But Santa Ana guy witnesses a robbery. Um, he reacts by breaking up the ro- robbery and and hitting the robber. But we don't know who this guy is. He drove off. There's a pretty clear shot of the license plate. Here's uh, NBC4 with a little bit of that. Now at 11, a robber's demand for cash inside a restaurant caught on camera. The crime foiled by gunfire from a customer in the drive-thru. It's an amazing story you saw first here on NBC4 tonight. Rick Montanez is live in Santa Ana with that footage and the search for the shooter. Rick. McCullough and Kathy, neighbors say they heard three gunshots fired through that drive through window nearly 24 hours ago. I just checked with police. They say they're still looking for the shooter who fired those shots at a man trying to rob the restaurant. Frightening moments at the counter of this restaurant as a masked man in a puffy jacket appears to have a gun and starts making demands. Give me money in the back. What happens next, no one saw coming. By the way, that's an employee, and he said, give me money in the bag a gun and starts making demands. Give me money in the back. What happens next, no one saw coming. Watch the cups on the counter explode, pierced with a bullet as someone in the... Okay, so here's the scene, and we have to use our words to paint a word picture. Uh, there was an internal camera in the restaurant, and the camera's mounted above the drive through window, <clears throat> but looking back into the restaurant. So you're seeing... From behind the counter out to the seating area and the the drink station the fountain the drink fountain is there on the right and there's a stack of clear cups the cashier is sort of center screen behind the cash register and then in front of her center screen is a guy in a black puffy jacket with the hat and so so all of a sudden the cups to the right explode the stack of cups at the drink fountain explode from at least one round the guy goes bang 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 he hits the robber once, uh, and the guy immediately reacts. And I don't know how seriously he was hit, but he was hit, and he knew he was hit, and he knew that the robbery was over. drive through fire three shots into the restaurant, apparently shooting at the masked man. <laughs> Jesus Nieto and his co-workers duck for cover at the sound of gunshots. This female worker... Okay, if, if you're not going to translate Jesus, why even include him in the report? <laughs> Jesus Nieto and his co-workers duck for cover at the sound of gunshots. This female worker quickly grabs her phone and calls 911. Police rush over and find the masked man collapsed outside. They only identify him as a man in his 60s shot by the drive through customer in the shoulder. So $274. Nieto says he believes the shooter was alone driving off in this silver car seen on the surveillance video pulling out. So from another angle in the restaurant, there's another camera, and the car didn't even wait for his order. He, uh, he put it in D. And he, he pulled out, and he, he as he turned right, it exposes the license plate. And and you know what? Come to think of it, I got to say, I want to watch the report again. It may not have been a California plate. Now mm. now that I the, a California plate, the letters should have been blue, right? Uh, but I'll look at it again. You got a black and gold one, maybe. Mm, it was, definitely wasn't that classic. It wasn't old that one. one. Was mm. not that. And it wasn't the frickin' save the whales, hold the anchovies, you know, whatever that one with a big whale tail. Um, and and so the, it may not have been a Cali plate, but uh, so anyway, it's driving away so they can get a screenshot of the license plate uh, if if they care. The drive-through 
what he left behind, terrified workers and several bullet holes scattered at the counter of the cozy corner drive-in. And police arrested that masked robbery suspect yesterday after he was treated for those that gunshot wound. As for the shooter, again, they are still looking for him, though the manager here says he'd like to thank the shooter for stopping the robbery. Well. No, no, no. The police don't want to hear that. I know. Down in Orange County. Oh, the manager wants to thank him for halting the robbery. Well, we'll see. Was there a gun visible on the part of the suspect? Yeah. Uh, apparently he did have a gun, and I mean, the, the, so the, it, it's lost in the background of his black jacket. Yeah, it looks like he's got his hands stuffed in his coat. Like, yeah, you know, oh. yeah. But he, if he's fronting like he's packing a heater, like he's gonna skin that smoke wagon and go to work, jerk that pistol and go to work, <laughs> then then uh, then Wyatt Earp is absolutely, uh, you know, he saw what he saw and he took action and then he drove away. Then he but, thought, I better get out of here. I know. I skinned my own smoke wagon. What do I do? I'm in, I'm in California. I better get the hell out. We'll be back right after this super hyper-local Sunday on the lookout for a hero on this Sunday night across the Southland. It is KFI, M 640, more stimulating talk. Michael Chappelle with the news. Come on Forty more stimulating talk. It is super hyper local Sunday. Everything that happened in the Southland, <clears throat> though there is more weekend to go with uh, the the actual Memorial Day tomorrow. And uh, go ahead, take the kids to a official observance somewhere. Go, go somewhere solemn, and your kids will uh, remember it. So as I was reviewing the video from Santa Ana. From the whatever the cozy corner uh, drive-through restaurant where a robber came in, he's holding up the cashier. Somebody at the drive-through fires three rounds, hits the guy, and and then drives off. Foils the robbery. The guy's hit, hit in the shoulder. Cops show up, um, take him to the hospital, arrest him. The GM says, or the manager says, he'd like to thank the guy for bringing up the robbery. So I see that in the story there is uh, they actually use video every I'm assuming every drive through has this but they actually have a camera uh capturing in the drive through every car that comes through so they do have a good shot of the front license plate except they pixelated it out so they they do have that and then and then later on in the report you can see in the background the car drives away turns right and you get this full rear shot um, of of the rear license plate, and and that's where I didn't see it pixelated out. Yeah, my sense of it is, and I'm not going to be surprised if the guy was out of state for a couple reasons. In California, it's illegal to drive around with a loaded handgun. Um, you can have the 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 weapon up front locked in a case, but it has to be separated from the ammo. You can't have ammo and a weapon in the same seat because California is run by third grade teachers who think that we're all kindergartners but that doesn't the ammo also thing. has to be locked away somewhere? it has to be at least separated like in the trunk because yeah. <sighs> yes. i always how do you go to the gun how do you go to the gun range you're gonna you have to lock everything separately yeah all over you the do place. or like when i'm driving down i-5 i have to pull over in ashland oregon and and then on i have to californicate all my weapons or whatever whatever i might be driving but uh, but here in California, you can't do that. Most people who are legal with the firearms know that, and they don't drive around with felonies, so most people know that. Um, so this is what leads me to believe that this guy's either uh, out of state or a bad guy driving around with a gun. But why would a bad guy break up a robbery? Why would a bad guy go through the cozy corner drive through and say, oh, look, a scofflaw is holding up my favorite restaurant. I shall break it up with gunfire. Why would he want that heat? I'm thinking maybe he was inebriated, perhaps. Maybe, but, I mean, it's still, you know, gangsters are not really in the business of, you know, saying, hey, police, come find me. You know, that, and so that's what leads me to believe it was somebody, it was a uh, it was a, a lone do-gooder from out of state. Well, he also knew, <clears throat> the uh, the shooter also knew that uh, he probably wasn't going to get his order. <laughs> he know? didn't wait for it. Keep the change. Yeah, so he was and, upset. Uh, upset. And, he, and I would say from the angle that I see, the cashier was not in... In peril from him, the 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 drive-through guy had a good angle at the robber. There was there was no background. There was no one else there. So anyway, Tony Rakakis, Orange County District Attorney, um, whatever he is, fourth term District Attorney. If they find this guy, 
uh, do they charge him? And I got to tell you, in California, even in Orange County, yeah, you charge the guy with yeah. it'll be uh, it'll be reckless endangerment, uh, it'll be uh, discharge of a weapon within city limits. There's a bunch of bunch of charges that maybe you can kick down to misdemeanors. And all that, but ultimately the guy foiled a robbery. I, I, yeah, I don't see that. <laughs> you shot through glass. That that glass is thick. I, I mean, but he didn't. Oh no, 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 you're I think right. He did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he threw, shot through the glass <clears throat> uh, and then through the open window. In L.A. County, that's a slam dunk. I got to make a state. Yeah, Jackie Lacey would. This dude who broke up the robbery would do more time exactly. than the dirtbag robber who was shot in the shoulder. You used a you used a firearm in the commission of a saving. Yeah, and so we'll see how this susses out. This is where I got to tell you. I hope the guy is out of state. I hope he's back in Lander, Wyoming, as we speak, or Lodgegrass, Montana, telling the story of how he broke up a robbery. Maybe Nevada. Uh, esta esta no esta uno robo, or what they say in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Um, and so anyway, uh, if they find him, if he's if he's still in California. Um, don't, I will not be surprised if Orange County charges him with more than the guy who was holding the place up. Right. Well, attempted <clears throat> murder. Yeah. That's that's more than holding up a what is it? Cozy corner. So this is where this is where we are in twenty uh, twenty eighteen. And what do you say at the cozy corner? If you have the one guy who who needs a translator, do you yell duck to the employees or do you yell pato? You know, I I don't know. I've gun? Got no idea. Isn't gun universal? Um, pistolero. Pistolero, yeah. Yeah. Fuego. Um, so, uh, I'd go with duck, though. I'd say pato. That's a chipotle that I buy. Is that Mexican brand, El Pato, with that mallard on the label? Good stuff. Cheap, too. Uh, we'll uh, be back in just a minute. Uh, a hit and run in Pasadena. Uh, the guy left his car behind, so you never know what they're thinking, except that's an easy way to avoid a DUI. So, get home and sober up and just be a hit and run a hole. <laughs> So um, uh, there's degrees of a-hole, and uh, this, is how, uh, this is how this works. Uh, we'll be back right after this. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian sits in here. Memorial Day weekend 2018. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael should pay for the news. Stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian sits in here until 10 p.m. with Joey Marotta, producer, Josh Saylor, engineer, and Michael Chapay, anchoring. And then uh, next hour, we will be joined by El Caliente Sportsball or El Sportsball Caliente, Kevin Figures from the uh, Petros and Money show, where I heard Ralph Macchio on Friday. We were, we were just talking about Cobra Kai. Shannon. From Gary and Shannon, or some say Shannon and Gary, she just tweeted. She said the the Cobra Kai is the best thing on TV. It's on YouTube Red, um, and so so you have to subscribe to YouTube Red, unless you're a YouTube content creator, then you get it for free. I just can't bring myself to f- watch the thing. I think I, I'm going to have to ask her about that. If if anyone has any input. I'll do a do hashtag. Well, no, don't do that. By the sound of it, it's certainly not high on the list. I I know. I mean, I I thought Karate Kid was you know it was okay. It was a guy. It wasn't my iconic movie from growing up. Um, you know, it's it's uh, you know it was a, a neat movie and uh, and the whole thing. But uh, uh, but so Cobra Kai is fast forward thirty years or whatever or what forty years. Isn't it? Wow. <laughs> Isn't it? But wasn't that it? may explain and, and So whatever it is, you know, and so uh, so I don't know. I'll give it a shot. I mean, I try. I I, I overlap a lot of uh, TV taste with Shannon. Uh, so I'll, I'll check that out. If anyone has any input, you can follow me on Twitter at Dark Secret Place uh, and check that out. And then, um, and by the way, I should mention, we're doing another Dark Secret Place trivia night Thursday, May 31st at the Dave & Buster's in Orange. Uh, a team is four people or less, maximum of four. So if you know your war movies, and on this weekend, by the way, this is your cram, this is your cramming weekend. Um, Turner Classic, TNT, TBS, FX, everyone is showing war movies uh, all weekend long. Watch war movies. If you know your war movie trivia, if you know Oddball from Crap Game, if you know that reference, then uh, if if you if you know what Commando movie. Harrison Ford starred in, 
in the, the 80s where they were trying to blow up a dam in Yugoslavia. If you know that stuff, then you, you'll want to be there. Uh, it's uh, the winning, winning prize is 100 bucks for the winning team, but it's, um, uh, it's going to be uh, 7 to 9, Dark Sea Replace Trivia, the Dave & Buster's in Orange. And I'll MC the whole thing, ask the questions, and then you can you can check me out on Twitter. It's a pinned tweet, uh, the top tweet there on Twitter or on the Facebook page, Dark Secret Place. So uh, <clears throat> we'll uh, we'll all update you on that. Uh, so uh, hit and run Pasadena, twenty four year old man uh, dead there. Uh, the the guy left the truck behind. Christina, John, this was a violent crash. I'm going to show you uh, one of the vehicles. You can see that black Honda, just unrecognizable here on Sierra Madre and Colorado in Pasadena. The driver in that vehicle did not survive this crash. Now, if we can swing over the side. So if you know Pasadena, then you know that Sierra Madre goes north-south, north and it, it crosses Colorado. Big, huge intersection colorado boulevard of course you know this is the heart of the rose parade and so this white yukon looks like a chevy yukon is bombing through there and does not have the light with them this black honda is going east to west left to right as you're coming south on sierra madre this thing is going left to right um it doesn't see this this white yukon this guy t-bones him just shreds the honda uh, the Honda is is squished. The uh, the guy's still alive when fire gets there. <clears throat> uh, they have to use the jaws of life to get him out. He does not survive. 24-year-old man dead. The, the driver evidently, like, lingered around a little bit uh, and and spoke. Uh, um, the driver of the of the, the white vehicle that, that hit the victim, for some reason, somehow distracted people or something. Then he hauled ass. So he left his vehicle behind. Of course... There's eyewitnesses. There's video. Um, they have your car. You left your car there, and you're on video. And the entire play. This is what. This is. This is how you get cynical. In, instead of staying there and maybe trying to render aid to the dying man that you just t-boned, you haul ass because you're trying to get home and sober up because you were drunk. Who? What sober person? Uh, runs through a wide boulevard like Sierra Madre and runs a runs a red light. So you get home, um, and and you sleep it off. So you don't have any alcohol in your system. So <clears throat> when they catch you, all they can do is get you with hit and run, not DUI and hit and run. So hit and run is still a very 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 serious charge. But that that is uh, that that is the thought process that this guy went through. That I've just. I've just injured someone mortally, uh, or or I don't know. I'm not a doctor unless the guy turns out to be a doctor. But I'm leaving here before they nab me because if they get me now, it's DUI plus DUI hit and run, or just DUI and hit and run. So so anyway, the uh, as the sun came up, the the scene was ugly. It was that Honda just came apart, uh, bumpers, all kinds of stuff uh, all over there. Just really really uh, ugly scene. Um, uh, but the, some murders at a party late Friday night, early Saturday morning. Um, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Other vehicle accidents, uh, and motorcycle accidents. This is, this is shaping up to be a, uh, a not so nice weekend, uh, on the roads. Uh, and, and, and then you'd think it'd be a contradiction. Gas prices are higher than they have been in years, but more people are driving for Memorial Day weekend, I guess, in, in years and years and years. But I don't get it. Because I mean, I'm I buy I buy ninety one, I buy the lowest octane, the cheapest price. What? At, no, ninety one's the highest octane. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, eighty. What am I getting then? Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Eighty. Yeah. I'm getting eighty seven, and I'm risking my life to do it because I'm going into <laughs> Silmar. <laughs> going into Silmar late at night. Yeah. Well, wow, is that an electrical transformer popping off there? That's weird. What's that? I go into Silmar for for uh, three fifty six. For three dollars and fifty six cents, because that is the, that's what gas alert the app that I have. That's the cheapest gas between here and home. So I pop into Silmar, and, and I buy eighty seven octane for three fifty six. And I was just wondering with my friends, hey, uh, well, you know, hey, what are you guys paying uh, in Portland? What are you paying in Austin? What are you paying in Pascagoula, Mississippi? You don't want to know. Oh yeah, there it's two sixty five. Oh. <clears throat> 245 for 87. A joke. You know, yeah. And like my my one my one buddy said, well, in my state, the lowest octane is 89, but that's okay. It's 240 a, a gallon. <laughs> and I'm like, well, 
Yeah, but you're not going to have high-speed rail. <laughs> no, a lot of a lot of states have 93 octane. Yeah. We're, we're stuck with 91. I know. It spews. It's I love good. that. I love the, the high test. love the good stuff. So anyway, so that's what blows me away that people are on the road for this Memorial Day. I guess they're just sucking it up or uh, or whatever. We'll be back right after this. Uh, a, uh, another a pedestrian killed in Malibu. They're in the boo. Um, we'll get to that story. And a uh, 18-year-old shot in possible gang violence in Menifee. That more coming up. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian sits in here till 10 p.m. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Uh, bright suits and crew in here until 10 p.m. Yeah, so here, here's what the guy did in Pasadena. Uh, the accident happens, you know, that's kind of, kind of a bar, restaurant sort of neighborhood. They're on Colorado uh, Boulevard, a uh, big long line of places that are still open. So there's a crash. Witnesses checked on him, the driver of the white SUV, the, the Yukon. And uh, witness, this is what uh, Pasadena PD said, quote, witnesses did contact him to make sure that he was okay. At that time, he directed the attention of the witnesses to the driver of the black car, asked them to check on him, and at that point, the driver of the white SUV fled on foot. Uh, close quote. So that's <clears throat> all they have is male, Hispanic, 25 to 30 years old. Uh, this is Pasadena. I think the, they got the guy. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, yeah, they so. Got him. Oh, oh, what's that? Yeah. He's identified 34 <clears throat> year old Robert Michael Ibarra. Well, that's older than 25 to 30. The suspected hit-and-run driver identified as that guy. Um, and he will not have a trace of alcohol in his system now. <laughs> so that's why they run. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. It, you know, that's the law. That's the way it works. Uh, but uh, Apparently he was arrested at a home in Alhambra 1 o'clock in the afternoon today. And the eyewitnesses, they can say all they want about, well, he smelled like a brewery, you know, or whatever. But that's, that's you can't convict. On that, you can convict on hit and run, uh, you know, and all that. But that's why the guy ran. So, uh, and that's, you know, that's at, at that point is damage control. Uh, the guy, if he knows if he stays there, he's going to get popped for DOI plus hit and run. Now it's just hit and run. So there you go. Um, in Meanwhile, in uh, the boo, in Malibu, uh, coroner's officials yesterday uh, released the name of a 21-year-old man who was struck by a car and killed on PCH in Malibu. Uh, Francisco Mundo Hernandez of North Hills was the pedestrian who was killed at the uh, 18,200 block of PCH around 5 a.m. Friday. Uh, he was dead at the scene. He was struck by a 2009 Toyota Prius driven by a 62-year-old Calabasas woman, according to the CHP, which reported that the pedestrian was on the right shoulder for reasons unknown, wandered into the car's path. Uh, the Prius driver was not arrested. Funny how if you stayed there at the scene of the accident and 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 you have uh, evidence on your side, maybe that you were uh, you were you, there was no wrongdoing, but you don't get arrested. Did anyone else see that pursuit on Friday night? It was around 9 p.m. Um, uh, the guy, it was a Veloster, whatever the the uh, Kia or Hyundai Veloster, whatever those are, um, a sort of gray or white. The guy at uh, Roscoe on 405, uh, LAPD saw temp plates or paper plates or something it it looked or there was they had suspicions that it was stolen they try to contact the guy guy hauls ass goes all the way down 405 you know on on the shoulder weaving in and out and it got so hairy that they backed off and they just did it by helicopter so LAPD and the explorers were behind I mean the Ford explorers not the LAPD explorers um they're behind him about half a mile, and he's still driving like a nutbag. But at a certain point, he thinks, oh, I lost the cops. So he kind of goes flow of traffic. Now he gets, he goes over Sunset. Uh, he goes over Wilshire. He's approaching the 10. He, uh, but, but oh, no, I'm sorry, he pulls off on Wilshire. So he is on Wilshire, and he's just driving like a normal driver. And he's just like, oh, here I am. I'm just driving around Brentwood, uh, just going to my gated community. Don't mind me. But the second he sees a cop or he sees an opportunity, he turns into a wild man. And he goes in the in the opposing lanes around. If there's a red light, he goes around the people in the left turn lane. 
around them, and then he goes over. He goes over uh, Sawtell, goes up in a in a Brentwood neighborhood, and he starts doing squares and and all this. Then he gets back on, uh, on what you know what's Highway Two, Santa Monica Boulevard, and he just heads right through Santa Monica, right through the promenade. Um, he stops for red lights, uh, but he gets on PCH. Then he zips up through uh, through Pacific Palisades. He goes up through, all, all, you know, he's heading up towards Malibu. Then he gets to Topanga Canyon, and he heads back uphill now. Now, So now the guy's going up to Topanga Canyon like he's going back to Van Nuys, where it all started. So he's making a gigantic square, and, and police were way backed off on him on Topanga Canyon. So he's going up Topanga Canyon, hairpin turns, goes up over the hill, over Mulholland, now he's coming downhill towards Ventura Boulevard, passing uh, Doug McIntyre's house. I nearly texted him. And he's doing hairpin turns, and he's he's just acting sort of like, oh, I'm just a motorist, don't mind me. And he goes to Panga over Ventura, and there's a Starbucks right there. And, and he doesn't see all the cop cars around because LAPD were smart enough to hide their vehicles. And a cop just stepped out and spike-stripped him. It just whoop, and, he, and it took out all four tires. He was almost at the on-ramp for 101. Car stops. Um, can't move. It's not going anywhere. And he either finished his product, whatever it was he was doing in the car. That's a, that's like the move now. Do you hot box your product? You're going to jail. I might yeah. as well be Just, going. I might as well be ripped. Yeah. Um, and so you hot box all your product. The guy did that, uh, and then he got out and he he complied. It was prone out. Do the Jesus move. You know the whole thing. And it was uh, it was a sort of a pleasant distraction on an otherwise boring Friday night. Well, that. Spike strip hardly ever works. It's nice to see that. that you got to get work. it just right. And this is all why four tires. This could not have been a more perfect setup for LAPD because they had half an hour to tell Valley Division uh, that this guy was on Topanga. He's coming back down. Um, he's probably going to go back to the one on one. I mean, he practically telegraphed his route. And so they just stood there by the Starbucks. They probably popped in and said, yeah, I'll have two of those sous vide Gouda and bacon <laughs> egg things. You want a cake pop with and that? Yeah, well, cake pop, cake pop, cake pop, three cake pops. Um, you know, and then and then they went out there and just tossed the spike strip, and it was textbook. Wow. It was absolute textbook. So good for KCAL for carrying that thing. But, you know, it just seems like that this happens all the time. They're endangering lives, and then the penalty clearly isn't enough or it wouldn't happen quite so often. I, I know, and the guy pulled over. He complied. I, and it's all done. Depending oh, on his up. record, he's going to be kicked back down. He'll never leave county. He's not going to get over a year unless he was on parole and he violated the parole. But he might be amongst us within a month or so. Meanwhile, the guy who breaks up a robbery in Santa Ana, you know, there's like a bolo <laughs> for him. Uh, all right. We'll uh, come back. A man ejected from a speeding car. Fatal crash. Uh, Northridge. Also, uh, the they're cracking down on street races in Riverside. We'll get to that. And uh, Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final, we'll talk with El Sportsball Caliente about that. And uh, it was Japanese guy versus Japanese guy. Yankees pitching, Shohei Otani batting, who would win. Uh, that and more next hour. Uh, hour number two, Super Hyper Local Sunday, right after this KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Look me straight in the nipples and tell me I didn't just nail that. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed him. It uh, looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He's got a gun. He's got a gun. He's got a gun. Uh, yeah, one. yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's right. why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. KFI AM 640. The... Uh, what, what was I going to say? Our stimulating talk, Brian sits here, hour number two, Super Hyper Local Sunday. As it turns out, the most Los Angeles of all radio shows of all time. Uh, everything that you need to know that happened at the weekend is not even over yet. Normally, we cl- we declare the weekend closed here in a few hours. But uh, we have one more day, the legal holiday, the observance of Memorial Day. And I'll be filling in for John Ken tomorrow, 2 to 6. And I will. Uh, I promise you some poignant... Some poignant Memorial Day stories. I might, I might even get a friend of mine uh, on on the horn. A friend of mine from uh, Ojai, who who I actually actually he came across the wire, came across the internet in two thousand four when I was in Baghdad. His name came across the casualty list as killed in action. Years later, I find out, and he had a very he has a very unique name. 
Years later, I found out he was still alive. It was a different guy, and he has a pool in Ojai. And so, <laughs> so we we reunited. And so uh, we'll uh, maybe I'll get him on. <clears throat> um, so the the vehicle accidents uh, roll on this toll. Uh, Northridge, the driver of a speeding car, was ejected and died after he lost control of his vehicle and crashed in Northridge. A man between 22 and 24 uh, was speeding southbound down Darby Avenue late Friday night when he tried to turn at Parthenia Place, lost control of his Honda Civic. This is LAPD Valley Traffic Officer uh, Brian McClarity. The car subsequently overturned and the driver was ejected. He was declared dead at the scene which is uh, a really, really sanitized way of uh, describing the condition of the individual. Two passengers who were both wearing seatbelts at the time of the crash were uh, checked out at the scene and released. So uh, there you go. That is that is why they're uh, doing seatbelt checks uh, this weekend, as it turns out. So um, some uh, news is going to uh, get big this week. And next week, up until June 12th, the summit between Trump and Kim Jong-un, it's on. If you've been listening to KFI over the past week, then you know, as usual, I'm correct about S. Uh, and I, I uh, told you on Thursday, I was there with Gary and Shannon at Bravery Brewing, that the letter that Trump released around 8 a.m. Pacific time Thursday morning saying the uh, the summit's off, it's off bigly because you were using mean words. I'm not going to put up with mean words, so the... Summit is off. Uh, you know how to get in touch with me. I have big nukes. I've got gigantic missiles. On. That's I'm, giving, I'm paraphrasing what the letter said because I knew what that letter was, and I've used this analogy to death, so I'll use it one final time. That letter on Thursday morning, and then, and then by the way, so I, I, with Gary and Shannon, I was telling them, you know what? He walked off the used car lot. That's what it was. That's all that letter was. It was good looking with the letterhead and the embossed, uh, you know, White House and calling him his, your excellency or his excellency, Kim Jong-un, the whole thing. That was a fancy way of walking off the used car lot. That's what Trump did on Thursday morning. And it worked because by late Thursday, the Koreans themselves, the North Koreans themselves, uh, told uh, South Korean media through, through their own media um, that Korea, North Korea will talk to the United States at any time. It was effectively them saying, what do we do wrong? And so bo both sides now, I think, uh, I think the Trump White House has understood that if you want to get North Korea to actually show up at the meeting, don't give them the ammunition or they get to stomp around and call you a dotard, you know, and all that. And so <clears throat> uh, the North Koreans saw the consequence of this. Uh, instead of a, a State Department saying, we really are discouraged by the intemperate language of North Korea, Trump said, here, read my letter. And in fact, here, read between the, the lines, bro. Meeting is off. So I, I was telling Gary and Shannon on Thursday that the meeting is not off. It's just that um, both sides are throwing a poopy. In fact, don't be surprised if they still make it for June 12th. Well, June 12th is still on schedule. Um, now, the, the, reason, the reason I know this, uh, and, and, and this, is, uh, this is not inside information. This is just information that... Uh, that MSNBC or no one else in the mainstream media in the U.S. is checking out. But the advance party of U.S. Army security people in Singapore who are cooperating with the Singapore uh, security forces, the, the national police. And Singapore is a city-state. Um, Singapore is the most orderly place on earth. Singapore makes Switzerland look like, you know, frickin' barter town, Okay. They got some weird laws there. Too, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, un unless you're a dirtbag. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you can't. You're right. You can't spit. Uh, you can't. Graffiti's not funny. Um, they don't. They don't go. Oh, he's just. It's in the. It's in, It's urban. Uh, Expression. CNN. Expression. Yeah, yeah. No. It's just. It's the mood to the streets, man. It's all. Uh, it's no. It's you're racist if you don't like graffiti in Singapore. They say. If you know what, we're going to shove that spray can right up your ass. Un unnamed Amer elite special operations guys are in Singapore right now working with the Singapore authorities. This thing is going to be tight as a drum. Um, and they did not leave. When Trump released that letter, they didn't make a show of, like, packing their bags or in Skyping their wives or whatever. They didn't. They stayed there. They're still there. So there's going to be a summit on June 12th. In fact, we're at the point now <clears throat> where... 
One of the North Korean officials that Mike Pompeo has met with twice in North Korea uh, probably will be traveling to D.C. later on this week. Um, and, and it may happen uh, under, under the radar. It, and probably the North Koreans will say this should be under the radar. If it does happen, there will be some tells, and, and I'll tell you about them. I probably won't be public. But the, it'll be the North Koreans finalizing the the uh, the arrangements. Of course, the president of South Korea met now over a day ago, 24 hours ago, met with Kim Jong-un at the DMZ. Um, and that was him uh, saying a couple of things, saying, A, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about that letter. I know I didn't know he was going to cancel it. Uh, but B, now you see what this guy does. Now he sees what you're about. So now can you guys work together, and I'll see you there. So in all likelihood, um, President Moon of South Korea just earned himself an invite to the summit on June 12th in Singapore. So it will be South Korea, North Korea, the United States. And President Moon will probably be playing good cop to Trump's bad cop. So the, uh, the summit is happening. And, of course, anything can happen between now and then. But neither side wants that. Both, side, both sides want this to happen so uh, that'll, that'll be uh, interesting to watch between now and, and June 12th. Either way, it will be uh, fairly historic. Well, well, not fairly historic. It'll be really historic. Did you see what uh, Marco Rubio was saying today? Oh, no, I don't. Yeah. Little, I mean, little Marco. <laughs> the I senator see. from Florida uh, saying that uh, North Korea has no intention of denuclearizing. Well, because they don't. So they, what are we going to get out of this? Because we were using this term, and even President Moon doubled down in Korean and said that they want to denuclearize. Because in we're not getting a correct translation when the North Koreans say denuclearizing. They're not. There's no Korean word where you add "d" in front of something and it it obviates the word. You don't say, "I'm gonna d Joey Murata this show." I'm not. I'm gonna d Josh. You know, when they say nuclearize and denuclearize are verbs. When the North Koreans say you're you're gonna nuclearize the peninsula, they mean Threaten to use nuclear weapons. Denuclearize to the North Korean North Koreans means not get rid of the nukes. It means don't threaten to use them first. And so that's what they're going to agree to. They're, and this is this has been in the writing for a long time. Trump misinterpreted, and his national security team failed him. No, and they're apparently afraid to correct him to tell him they're not giving up their nukes, but they want to talk about a acceptable number of nukes that you will sign off on. They'll agree to maintain. And then you can get out of them a peace treaty, you know, and, and all that. But North Korea is a nuclear power, and there's no, uh, uh, undoing no stepping that. back. Yeah. And so the the sooner, I believe Trump finally can perceived that on Thursday morning when he re released that letter. So that that basically resets these negotiations to something else. So that's uh, the the analogy I made is that so now we have moved the goalposts up to the thirty because there there is no end zone where they get rid of their nukes. So we move the goalposts up up to the thirty. And so that's where we start these negotiations. But uh, so anyway, those are developments over the weekend. I'll talk about that a lot, so a lot you, more. If you still got nukes there, then would that uh, take a peace prize for uh, Trump off the table? Well, no, because there's, mm. there would be a, a mutual agreement for no first use. Uh, there would be an, uh, there would be a, an, an arms limitation agreement between North Korea and the United States about uh, our nukes in the Pacific and how many uh, uh, he can have, and he'll agree to inspections. And all that, so it'll be an arms treaty, effectively, with a peace treaty between you know North and South Korea, which is they've been at war since June of 1950. So, so uh, if 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 anyone deserves a peace prize, it would be the guys who put that deal together. Right. Uh, so it it it, it should be, um, but it's just that they were they were smelling the barn two weeks ago. The Trump administration was smelling the barn really hard a week and a half ago, uh, and really hadn't earned it. Of course, it's a long time between now and June 12th. But uh, I, I know how this deal is going to wind up, and I know that the summit is not being called off because the people that are over there in Singapore, the Americans that are over there in Singapore, earning 250 bucks per diem. That's, what, that's, the, what? Per, that's the per diem in are Singapore. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So they're over there, tax-free, 250 per diem. That's why guys go special forces. Oh, well, that's for room and board. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. When all the room and boards take care of it, it's, for, it's, for, it's the food and all that. Oh. And so anyway, yeah, so they don't want to leave. So anyway, uh, all right, uh, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, tuberculosis in Corona. Um, this is becoming uh, sort of an old story here in uh, in the Southland, isn't it? Uh, well, that and more coming up. And in, in Hemet, some uh, some a-hole shot a police dog. Guess what happened to him? You should see the other guy, uh, Barks uh, Duke.
the K9, that and more coming up. Super Bowl local Sunday, Brian Sit back. This is the second KFI AM six forty more stimulating talk. Michael Chappay with the news. Filling in for them tomorrow. KFI AM six forty more stimulating talk. It is Super Ever Local Sunday. Brian sits in here at, at uh, until ten, and then uh, Coast to Coast takes over at uh, nine thirty. We will check in with uh, El Sportsball Caliente. Kevin Figures from the Petros and Money show down the hall from AM570K uh, KLAC, your Dodger station, your home of the Doyers, uh, about tonight's Game 7 between the Cavaliers and the uh, the Celtics there in Boston, and tomorrow night's Game 7. Um, Hammett is where we lay our scene, a Hammett police canine named Duke. It's got to be the most common name for a police dog. I'm going with Duke. Yeah, okay. You're like 20 dogs call. <laughs> 20 dogs sit or, or like bite the guy's balls when you say Duke balls. Or Duke. Duke, but he's a good boy. Look, he's a, I think he's a Belgian Malinois, Ooh. Uh, by the way. Uh, a buddy of mine is a Customs and Border Patrol guy uh, at uh, an unnamed border crossing uh, that's not San Diego, Tijuana. But he has he had a great Malinois. Just a, a great, great dog. Not your, not not huge. Those dogs are they're like two-thirds size you know, German Shepherds. But just genius dogs. So anywho, uh, Duke was injured after being hit by a truck while chasing another suspect on foot during a burglary call response. Don't run from the dogs. The incident happened 523 this morning uh, when uh, Hammett police canine officers responded to a burglary alarm at a business. Uh, the canine team found a truck backed up against the business and a suspect inside. Upon seeing the police presence, the suspect fled on foot and an officer with Duke uh, chased the suspect. During that chase, a second suspect got into the truck and fled the scene. The truck nearly hit the officer, but struck Duke. I'd be so pissed. At that point, an officer involved shooting. Oh, how come I didn't see? How come I didn't have this ready? Uh, anyway, the guy hits the police dog, <clears throat> and at that point, an officer involved shooting happened. Oh, I screwed up my own little uh, thing. And he hits Duke, and then uh, he shot him. Yeah! An officer-involved shooting occurred, but the driver continued northbound on Yale. Duke was able to continue, eventually caught the other suspect on foot. The dog, Duke, has been hit by a truck. And instead of rolling on his back and saying, uh, me want a hamburger or whatever, he, he, he he's single-minded. Duke continues after the dirt bag. Additional officers responded to the scene, caught the driver in the truck. During that response, another officer-involved shooting occurred and resulted in the suspect being wounded and taken into custody. That's unfortunate. Yeah! Now, it's not funny, kids. It's naughty gunplay. So, Muhammad, Sidney Clayton, and Jagdish, no uh, hot dogs for you guys tomorrow. Both suspects were taken to a hospital for medical treatment and are expected to survive. Duke taken to the local vet and received treatment for injuries to his leg. He was sent home to recover. So, he's there's a photo of Duke, and his right rear is in a is in a bandage, and he's he looks like he's holding his whoopee. Uh, whatever it is, whatever his toy is, he's holding his whoopee. He looks absolutely fine. His whoopee. So, so that's uh, that's fine. Good for Dukey. So Duke didn't get any teeth marks on the guys. Uh, well, wow, the alleged bay. when he held the guy bay, hopefully the guy resisted and he got it right on the scrot. But uh, yeah, his a hole partner hits him. Duke doesn't care. Powers through the pain. Catches the guy anyway. These dogs are amazing. They're they're absolutely amazing. And all they they do it for the only thing they do it for is they want that whoopee at the end. They just want the the, the whoopee. And I should say, uh, by the way, that uh, that uh, Wyatt, the three-footed dog, was a huge hit at Gary and Shannon's News and Brews on Thursday. So he looks like he's wounded. He looks where, like he's where injured. Where was that one, that News at, and Brews? In Lancaster. And, oh. and so he looks like he, the way he hops along, it looks like he's favoring, you know, like he's wounded. Then people look closer and they go, oh, he only has three feet. But he's, a, he's such a winner. He would do this. My dog, Wyatt, would do this. Except he's a border collie. He's, uh, he's not, a, not a police dog. He might lick you to death. Yeah, he would certainly he would certainly herd any uh, scofflaw sheep into a pen. I can tell you that, you dirtbag sheep. Uh, tuberculosis, which is something that uh, the rest of the country doesn't see a heck of a lot of. But here in America's um, highest uh, percentage of illegal aliens from Central America, we seem to see TB a lot. Staff and some patients at a health clinic in Corona may have been exposed to a person diagnosed with active tuberculosis and should be screened for the disease. Health officials said the TB patient who was not publicly identified due to privacy laws uh, has started treatment and has been placed on home isolation until cleared by a doctor. 
according to a Friday statement from the Riverside University Health System. Wild stab. Um, this person may have left their documents at the border. I, I don't know. Uh, once it is diagnosed, TB is treatable. Um, so uh, anyway, that's something. Uh, and that, that's where, you know, all the people in Beverly Hills who don't, who, who are vaxxers, you don't get your kids vaccinated. Then you hire these nannies from Guatemala who've never been vaccinated. So there you go. There's, uh, th- there is that. Um, all right, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, Kevin Figures from the Petros and Money Show, KLAC, and the uh, and the uh, NF, uh, pardon me, the FNA uh, podcast will join us. We'll talk about uh, LeBron James and uh, his his legacy. Now the Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. Uh, that and more coming up. Super hyper local Sunday. Brian Suits uh, back right after this on KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappelle with the news. That is me. That's how I queued things up. KFI AMC 40 more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian sits in here until 10 p.m. Then Coast to Coast takes over. I I don't know. I'm still trying to uh, fit into perspective whether or not this Game 7 between the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, the Boston Celtics was as huge as I think it was. Tomorrow night, Golden State and the Houston Rockets for their Game 7 in the Western Conference. The NBA um, uh, uh, NBA Finals loom ahead to help us sort it all out is Kevin Figures, who is El Sportsball Caliente. Um, for uh, KLAC, Petros and Money down the hall, the Petros and Money show on your home of the Doyers. So so here here's some fun facts. Because, you know, I bring, okay. I bring fun facts to the table, not experience or fitness uh, or, or excellence in radio. Um, uh, the two conference... Finals going to seven games. This is the first time in 40 years this has happened. Did you know that? I did know that. It's pretty insane. Isn't I, it? How come it seems like it's gone to game seven a, a couple times in my living memory? No, that's weird. Well, well, you know, you have a couple of series go seven. One might go six here or there. I'm pretty sure there's a, there's a countless number of them over the last 40 years where one series went six and one series went seven. But it is a little bit unbelievable. It maybe talks just about the, the lack of competition or the lack of competitiveness from one conference to another over the span of that year where it hasn't really been that close and generally going into a championship. For the most part, most of the time we kind of have an idea of who the favorite is, and more often than not that favorite does end up coming out on top. And I, and I got to say, when you, know, when, when, when you were saying, oh, yeah, this is going to go to seven, you know, there is sort of that cynical, well, the league wants to go to seven games and all no. that. But I... I I, I did not see anyone's thumb on the scale in either conference. These, these are two very well-matched teams. And, and like I was saying, the way to bet in the NBA, as the, as the seven-game series go on, they score less and less points because they know each other better. Tonight, uh, didn't even crack uh, uh, whatever, 190-point combined. What, am, I, am I wrong, or was this a pretty extraordinary game at Boston, Game 7, LeBron James dragging four soda cans up and down the court on, <laughs> on his team, and he yeah. carried these dudes. Uh, the the in game sevens, the home team is like 120 and 26, huge advantage. But they they killed him by 10 points at the end. Yeah, it's almost it's extremely rare that a road team comes in and wins, and especially against this Celtic team, which have been 10 and 0 at home all postseason and not lost a single home game. And it's just one of those funny things. LeBron James has pretty much shown up this entire postseason. You almost never, outside of one or two games, and in those two games the Cavaliers got absolutely destroyed, where maybe he struggled or didn't play as well as you thought he could. He literally put this team on his back, and from the tip, they were down by as many as 12 points in the first half, and he willed them, literally willed them to win. Now and, got, and he looked tired. Oh, he, he was. He, he was, was taking tired, he was hobbled, long was shots, yeah. He was. He was taking some, and he was hitting them. To his credit, he was hitting them. But he made some drives, some aggressive drives to the basket at uh, very important times of the game when he needed to. When it kind of felt like the Celtics were taking taking back a little bit of momentum, he made some big shots. And look, this happens a lot. You know, the Celtics hadn't lost a home game this entire postseason, but they didn't have a lot of experience on that roster. Younger teams are going to play better at home because they have that home environment. But when the pressure is on, when it's at its highest, when it's time for you to you know put up or shut up and go to the NBA Finals. That's when you find out the medal of a team. And the Celtics had one a young player, uh, Terry Rogier, one of their point their point guard, who played so well throughout the entire postseason at home. 
he went 0 for 10 from three-point distance. You know, he got he choked up. The moment was too big for him, and that happens at times for a lot of young teams. And LeBron James has literally seen everything under the sun in his years in the NBA, including Game 7s on the road. He beat the Golden State Warriors with the best record in the history of the sport on the road. He is 6-2 so, and two in Game 7s, and he now is on a seven-game seven, seven winning streak for Game 7s. And you know what he was? Uh, I always check the line before the game in Vegas. He was, for the first time ever, uh, the line on LeBron James was the, the over under a triple-double because he's so big in, in, in big games. They were looking at him, I think it was uh, over or under 40-and-a-half, over or mm. under 12 rebounds, over or under 10 assists. His final box score, box score, 35 points, 15 rebounds, 9 assists. So he's just short of a triple-double. Yeah. See, that's why I don't gamble, Brian. That one, that one assist. <clears throat> From one of those three-pointers that the Cavaliers clanked in the first half, that was it. That could have been the difference between me, you know, uh, going to the poorhouse and me uh, actually, uh, you know, stocking up some money and uh, going on a nice vacation this summer. But the key, and I learned this in Reno, always bet early. The second they put the book up, be that, uh, uh, know the trends. You're right. Bet early. So No doubt. So uh, LeBron is phenomenal, and uh, and I'm you know. By the way, Kobe Bryant about uh, an hour ago tweeted out, you know, enjoy the moment. Don't debate who's better than who. It's an impossible championship that'll never be played. Just accept that this guy's phenomenal, you know, and move on. Um, tomorrow night, Golden State and Houston. Uh, it's it's uh, it's uh, at Houston, right? It is at Houston. Houston played his entire season to get the best record in the Western Conference for this very situation. Now, the big issue is former Clipper Chris Paul, who has really been their best player this entire playoff run. James Harden has had his moments. But Chris Paul, especially in this series when he's been healthy, has been phenomenal defensively and scoring a lot of points offensively. Uh, He's been banged up now, got injured the other night or he got injured in Game 5, he missed Game 6, and now there's questions as to whether or not he'll be able to play in Game 7. It'll be a game-time decision at this point. Uh, so even with them being at home, going against a Golden State team that talented, that deep, it's hard for me to pick against the Golden State Warriors, even as inconsistent as they've looked this entire playoff. Yeah, and Clay Thompson just had the game of his life uh, in, in the last game. Former California well, Mr. Basketball and Washington yes. State Cougar had a well, phenomenal again, by game. The way, yeah, he's done it before now. A couple of years ago, the Oklahoma City Thunder had a 3-1 series lead over the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and this is when Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City, by the way. And it was a game six in OKC, and, and Clay Thompson played out of his mind. I think he scored 40 points, made 11 three-pointers in that game, could not be stopped. Got the, got them, forced the game seven, forced it back to Golden State, and the Warriors were able to win that series. So it's not, this is not unprecedented. This is not a fluke. Klay Thompson has done this in elimination games before. So he's a big-time player when, when they need it most, and they'll, they'll need it again tomorrow on the road. Uh, yeah, and I, I got to say, I'm with you. I think it's, it's going to be a rematch, Golden State uh, and Cleveland. The final yep. start next Sunday, May 27th. Or wait. Uh, Thursday. Thursday, actually. May 27th. Thursday night. Yes, they start Thursday night. Yeah, right. that's right. So, and more, yes, and more likely than not, we're looking at the Cavaliers I mean, and the Warriors again. And for the Warriors are probably going to win in four or five games, just like they did last year. Yeah, I should I should know Thursday, and uh, I, I should know Thursday is May 31st because I'm doing a live show at Dave and Buster's in Orange. And you oh, can, look you, at that! You can go to Twitter. Uh, it's a pin tweet, and you can get tickets uh, for the for the trivia show. So, all right. Uh, so, um, uh, this is the whatever the. 4-3 match and I'm I'm saying Golden State um and I'm and, and I I game 7 guess what these finals are going to go to 7 games Do you think the NBA finals is going to 7 games I'm lock it lock it lock it in lock it I'm going to take that to Vegas tonight Brian lock it in 7 games Yeah by the way before before I check out of here I do want to say some significance with the Cavaliers winning tonight we know there's been a LeBron James sweepstakes a bunch of about a lot of teams talking about where LeBron will go next. You know, the fact that he got into the back to the NBA finals, you know, could bode uh, well if you're a Cleveland Cavalier fan, not if you're a Laker fan or a fan of a different team, that he could very well stay in Cleveland and see that the road to get back to a championship could very well sit where he is if they just make a tweak or two to the roster, they can find a way to win. So not only significant for LeBron in the, in the city of Cleveland getting back to the finals, but significant for other teams who had hopes of bringing LeBron to their city. But if he loses, he's a Laker. Possibly. 
Possibly. But the deeper and deeper they got into the postseason, the less and less likely it was that he was going to leave. So I think, I think how the Cavaliers lose in the finals uh, could, uh, could be indicative of, of whether or not he decides to leave Cleveland. So that's something we should look at as these finals get underway on Thursday. Hey, and last question real quick. Uh, yeah. LeBron was wearing a hat that said there is no magic pill, and that looks to be like some dietary supplement. What the, is, that some, is that some super secret Cleveland stuff I'm not supposed to know about? Uh, yeah, that that one goes over my head. Unless he's talking about the red pill or the blue pill. He was watching The Matrix the other no. night. I'm not really sure. You go to that website, you give him your email address, and you can buy the hat for 30 bucks. It says there is no magic pill. I, I didn't get it. Yeah, I think I'll pass on that one. Yeah. Uh, but I will I will love to come down and, and challenge you to a Papa Shot competition at Dave & Buster's. Uh, oh, or they have life-size Rock'em Sock'em robots. They do. I've seen that. Yeah, they're crazy. They That's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, we'll do that at the Hollywood one. All right, Kevin Figures uh, is fifty percent, actually ninety nine percent of the FNA podcast. Also, uh, the <laughs> Petrus Money Show on the Your Home of the Doyers uh, five seventy KLAC. All right, uh, we'll uh, we'll check in. All right, sounds good, Brian. Bye bye. Um, we'll be back right after this. Uh, the movies, the box offices, and some final words. Uh, boy, I went beyond. Have you seen a free couch? Wait till you hear what I saw uh, when we come back. Kale, uh, pardon me. Uh, it is super hyper local Sunday. Brian Suits here. KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. KFI AM, 640 more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday wrapping up. But this is only two-thirds of the weekend. There are actually less than that. Um, so I'll be filling in for John and Ken tomorrow at uh, 2 o'clock for your uh, drive home for Memorial Day. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm just going to recycle all these stories. Unless a bunch of stuff happens. It's a, these are good stories, though. We've had a, that, that drive through gunman guy fascinates me. So maybe we'll have more information about that uh, tomorrow. And the where's the Whittier, Whittier meth bus? This is just for the sheer scale of this. Yeah, this is, this is amazing. Whittier police and federal probation officers searched a home and found more than five million in weed and methamphetamine. And the feds they always they always super duper jack up. They, they always say, "Oh, the street value of this." You know. And uh, anyway, I refer to the movie Layer Cake. If you want, if you want to learn about what drugs are worth. Watch Daniel Craig in Layer Cake. Authorities said around 10 a.m. Friday, officers joined the probation officers to conduct a search of a home at the 6700 block of Whittier Avenue. During the operation, authorities recovered 80 pounds of weed. And I love that AB, pardon me, the Channel 7, I forgot the call letters, um, that they, they don't say marijuana. Weed. <laughs> 80 pounds of weed. They're hip. <clears throat> 130 pounds of meth. Uh, with an estimated street value of more than $5 million, the drugs were stored in areas of the house. Some of it was buried in the backyard. Weapons with high-capacity magazines were also found. Um, the suspect, who was on federal probation, El, El Probacion Federales, uh, Irene Equigua, uh, 36, was arrested and booked into the Whittier Police Department. The operation was conducted after a teep from the member of the public from La Publica. So since it's federal, he might actually do some time. He might actually go back to Lompoc uh, in time for uh, Lime Jello Wednesday or um, Shank My Rectum Thursday. Who knows? Uh, we uh, Do they have that still? I don't know. Um, all right. Well, you know, it's time for the fastest growing uh, bit that should have been killed probably eight months ago uh, in radio. And that is, have you seen a free couch? <clears throat> Let me, this is sort of, I, I think in my case, I, and this is sort of a dodge uh, on, on my case, but I was reminded of something as I was driving through Green Valley, which is the weirdest little small town in LA County. It's way up in the mountains, north of Santa Clarita. Um, it's underneath this gigantic canopy of oak trees. It's it's um, it, it's uh, it, it, you drive north out of uh, out of Santa Clarita on Francisquito, and you go to this little town called Green Valley. We actually lived there for a year, but it was too weird even for us. And I forgot it. When I drove by it. There's a giant pole with a sign on top, and th- the only thing the sign says is the word "free" with an arrow pointing down. And if you're in Green Valley, you take your stuff to the to the free pole. <laughs> I'm not, I forgot. I totally forgot that. You take your if you have stuff, you take it to the free pole, man, and it's marked, and it's it's like a permanent free pole there in Green Valley. And I remember one time, uh, the library uh, there's a there's a free book giveaway outside the store in Green Valley, and I got a first edition Robert Heinlein, um, 
what was it? What was it? A space space cadet <clears throat> from like 1949 from the Palmdale Library. Uh, someone had it. They owned it. Uh, but it was originally a lot. Uh, first edition Robert Heinlein uh, space cadet uh, underneath the free pole. So, but uh, you can't sit on it. It's not a couch. So who cares? It sounds kind of like an impromptu dump. Well, it is a place for people to drop off, but everything from baby clothes to tires. But Green, Green Valley, like I said, Green Valley is a very acquired taste. It is a really, really, it's, it is like Twin, Fall, uh, Twin Peaks. Right here in L.A. County, if, if the fact that someone has not made a TV show about Green Valley, I don't know what the deal there is. Is that a, a, way off the twisties there? Yeah, you go way up that canyon, and you're yeah. almost over the hill to Lake Hughes. Bokeh Canyon. And there's, uh, yeah, that's one way to go to get there. Okay. Oh, I've that, seen it. I didn't actually know there's a community there. Really wacky town. Very, very wacky town. I mean, with colorful characters and the whole bit. So don't. But no free couches. Joey Murata, have you seen a free couch? Uh, same here. No free couches. I saw a- You're in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I got nothing. But uh, actually, no. You know, I moved back to Agoura Hills. So I'm back <clears> in the uh, West Valley area. Oh, so we'll it's expect the change, couches. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I saw a pallet today, though, uh, on the free street. Free pallet? Oh. Yeah, there was a free pallet. Yeah. You break those up, burn them for bonfires. <laughs> uh, Josh Saylor, same couch, same guy, Thousand Oaks? Uh, not, not Thousand Oaks. That's a little past me. But uh, I saw some chairs, some, like, office chairs that, like, but- I think they were uh, amongst the homeless, so I'm no. not sure uh, you want to use them. But they're under they're the like, freeway off you, of Shoop and Fallbrook. They're so like you're they're like free to crab, check it out. Where you live, they're like crabs. They come out, someone puts out furniture, and they're like crabs. They come out and take it, and they just drag it back underneath the freeway, and you can't have it. <laughs> That's suddenly. probably true. Uh, Michael Chappé, any uh, home furniture? No, not lately. Just wow, is that the first time ever? I think so. You know, a couple. I, I think I had a dead squirrel this time. Not not a possum, but the dead squirrel. That's all I saw. Yeah, you know, I've been uh, having some uh, mem- memories of uh, Have You Seen a Free, uh, or no, Have You Seen a Deer, uh, our, our former game. Oh, wow. Now, right. when you see livestock, you suddenly are like, oh, how can we Exactly. Don't do I that saw a raccoon. I was like cornered by two raccoons the other day, and I'm like, oh, this cornered. is perfect for. Uh, In Hollywood or Agoura Hills? And that was Agoura Hills, actually. You know, you want to, if you want to sure things, uh, coyote spotting, mm. 4 a.m. Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard? It is. I don't know why no one's ever put it in a movie, but some of the weirdest stuff I've ever seen. Like getting up really early, taking my dogs to Hollywood Reservoir Dog Park, 5 a.m. Hollywood Boulevard, coyote, uh, doing that coyote trot, zigzagging down to Hollywood Boulevard. Is that ever by like like he owns it, like Runyon Canyon or something? No, Hollywood Hollywood Boulevard. Boulevard, Actual wow, it's like yeah, no cars, no nothing, just a. It looks like zombie apocalypse. It's wacky. (laughs) All right, um, I'm in for John Kent tomorrow. At 2 p.m., uh, join me in what you please. Uh, thanks, Michael Chappé and uh, producer Joey Murata, Josh Saylor. We'll see you next Sunday here for Super Hyper Local Sunday. Stay tuned for Coast to Coast Weekend. It is uh, KFI AM 640, more stimulating.